best Kiwi event in New Zealand, this. Crossing New Zealand in one or two days. Why do I do it? Because I love it. Three, two, one, go! Well, welcome to the Kathmandu Coast to Coast podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping you get from New Zealand's west coast of the South Island to the east coast by running, biking and kayaking your way across some of the amazing landscapes. This podcast is brought to you by Team CP, your endurance coaching specialist. I'm Angus Petrie. And I'm Richard Greer. In this podcast series, we're going to share training advice from specialists, insights from past athletes and generally aim to help you achieve all of your goals from the start to the finish line of the Kathmandu coast to coast. Roll the tape Rich, welcome back episode 7 Kathmandu coast to coast podcast. Brilliant, thanks for having me back, you haven't booted me out yet, haven't got someone better looking than me just yet. Well you know you've always been a great teammate of mine and I can't do without you until we get to the end of here Rich so uh, <laughs> So you're a, you're a shoo-in for now. Yeah, good. We'll keep battling on. <laughs> so uh, here we are. I just, Rich, uh, you're like a uh, you know a Guinness Book of Records uh, man juggling a thousand things. Really, to be fair, let's just quickly, being as you are the host of this podcast, uh, you're a coach for many athletes that are turning up for the Kathmandu Coast to Coast. Yep. But on the weekend, as we've talked about, you're actually a competitor as well. Where are you at? How are we going? How are we going? Uh, pretty well, actually. So I uh, paddled uh, on Friday. I went and run up around, uh, uh, up over Mount Oxford. So a bit of a hill run. Grunted, grinded. Uh, was tough. Didn't enjoy myself that much, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it was just slog, like two and a half hours of uphill. And then I was like, yeah, just suck my world to live. And then downhill uh, for half an hour back to the car. So that was right. Got that done. And then went and paddled the river bright and early on uh, Saturday morning as well with a few other guys, which was nice. So nice to... Be on the river, beautiful day, heaps of other people out there, uh, paddle it with a couple of other guys, um, so that kept me honest and, and felt good. So is that your first paddle for the year? Uh, I've second paddle down the gorge, but first time down the gorge this year, so quite different from last time. Last time was like 130 Cumex, going quite fast. Uh, today was uh, like, it was about 50 odd, 40 odd, something like that, so really different, but beautiful conditions, and uh, yeah, it makes it a bit longer, but it's um, good to spend a good time on your boat. Just just like it'll be on race day, is that what you're saying? It's still a long way. <laughs> just like this, it's taking <laughs> and, forever. And how are you after sitting in the kayak for how long? Five and a half? Five? Oh, yeah, four a bit and a half? Bit, yeah, four and a half, four forty-five, five, something like that. Um, yeah, no, I, my job was that I wasn't going to get up and stand up and get out. The couple of other guys stopped and got out and stuff. I was like, no, I have to stay on my boat for the whole time because that's what I'm going to do on race day. So, yeah, my right left uh, butt cheek <laughs> wasn't, wasn't pretty. Uh, my daughter's going to come and watch. She's nine uh, for, for race day. And her plan is she's going to sit on a deck chair. She's going to have a um, sun umbrella up and she's going to enjoy everybody getting out of the boat. She's uh, quite looking forward to that. So. Oh, can't get a better supporter than that, can you? <laughs> exactly. I want her job. Pointed laugh. So I think, uh, hopefully, but that's a good thing though, isn't it? Because if you haven't fallen out of any boat, you're stiff and sore. So if you're looking really old at the end of the kayak, you've obviously probably had a good kayak. Yep. Rather than fresh as a daisy, you might have had a chance to stretch your legs a couple of times. So true. Confidence-wise? Yeah, pretty confident actually. Yeah, enjoying the you've boat. You've got this, is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing I think about the river, that anything can happen and you've got to uh, stay, uh, concentrate because otherwise all of a sudden, whoop, Heck, I'm upside down. How did that happen? Sort of thing. So um, I don't think you ever actually got it. I think you've uh, you've just got to um, trust 
your skills and um, enjoy the ride and see what happens. So we can firmly say we can go back to episode one of this podcast and we can firmly say uh, that you're going to beat Dougal to the line. Is that, <laughs> is that, is that a go? Uh, Are we there yet? Uh, we're not there yet, I think, uh, but I'll, I'm st- I'll definitely try my best. <laughs> All right, okay. We need to move on yeah. and talk about what's coming up in this episode, Rich. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to go back into our race summary, so kayak stage, and go into the key uh, components of that and what you need to think about to make sure you have a good race and enjoy that s- stage as best as you possibly can. Good, there's a bit to talk about in that. Yes. And we've got a, uh, a special gear review this week. That's right, Captain Mandua throwing us a bit of gear to go and get down and dirty. So Laura's, um, we've sent her off and gone to do that for us. So we'll hear her review at the end of the show. Absolutely. But uh, first up, we're going to hear from another special guest. Yes, uh, a key, key man in race day, so Glenn Curry, so he race director and... Um, yeah, he's the guy that makes sure that everything's done and his neck's on the chopping block if it doesn't go well, I guess. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, really good to have a good chat with him, his background, what he's about, and uh, what he's most looking forward to for race day. Well, I can't see any other reason than to uh, cut to that interview now, Rich, and uh, catch up with Glenn. Three, two, one, go! Hi, team. We've got Glenn Curry, Cape Mandu Coast to Coast Race Director on the line. How are you doing, Glenn? Good morning, Richard. Very well, thank you. It's the story up bright and early. That's what race directors do, eh? Yeah, it's a bit like an athlete, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Um, pretty excited to have a bit of a chat to you today. Um, Glenn, just a bit of background for a start. You've, uh, this is your second year in the role. Um, you've got uh, a, a um, pretty honest sporting background, being involved in this race at the elite level. Done it a, done it a few times and almost hit a carry 1-2 uh, the year that Braden got first and you... you um, hit third place that would have been a pretty um exciting year racing yeah it was a good year that was probably um that was actually the last time i did the uh race and it was cool to go um head to head with Braden and actually try to compete with him and uh yeah we didn't manage to pull off the one too a guy um richard usher decided to get in the middle of us but it was a great race actually it was, it was really enjoyable so a couple of guys to be beaten by i suppose yeah, pretty handy, pretty handy uh, competition that year. And uh, I guess uh, for you, you sort of put that one in the bag to say, actually, I laid it all out there and this is how good I could do. Yeah, that's right. I suppose I, I, I really focused on it. Um, I, I competed the right uh, longest day three times and yep. um, I managed to get two third places over those third times. And that last one, I, I think I probably you know, gave it a really good nudge for the stage of life I was in. So I was, I was pretty, I was quite content with that actually. Yeah, good job, good job. So you've got a background of a, you're a PE teacher at Mifflin High, is that right? Yeah, I was a phys ed teacher for around 14 years in, um, in the UK and then um, in New Zealand, a little place called Medfin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. so that's sort of, uh, yeah, my, my um, background in terms of, yeah, teaching, I suppose. Yeah, and then that, all those sort of good sort of people skills and organisational skills that you take from that, I guess it's uh, that um, relates pretty well uh, for your new role. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, you, you definitely, as a teacher, you learn to do, deal with a lot of personalities <laughs> and um, a lot of people, which is, uh, yeah, I, I suppose it's probably quite a good skill to have in this role that I'm currently in as well, so... Nice, nice. Yeah. So you've you've raced at the elite level. We understand that you've you've been involved in the race from uh, the from the myth and high days as well. Actually, getting uh, students up and running and actually into the event, which is pretty cool. So you know it from a number of angles. Uh, what makes Coast to Coast so special for you? Why, what's uh, what's the exciting thing about being doing the job that you do? Oh, it's, yeah, I was actually I was thinking about this yesterday when I was out for a run. Actually, is it? I mean, it's actually a really real pri- privilege, you know, to be able to um, be in charge of this event. Um, I know. From personal personal side of things, how much this event can impact on your life, and it had a huge impact on my life, you know, and the opportunities that it's given me. I mean, 
I, I was just one of those people that turned up on the start line trying to complete the race. Yep. And uh, I managed that. And all of a sudden, I was coming back and being competitive. And then all of a sudden, that spiralled to travelling to China to race there and then travelling to Australia to race there. And then, you know, all, um, expedition race, opportunities to race, expedition racing, et cetera. So, I mean, no matter what, you know, for so, everybody who turns up to that race will have an impact on their life, especially the journey to get to that start line. So yep. it's a uh, um, bit of a privilege to be able to actually be be in charge of it, I suppose. And um, yeah, I mean, there's a bit of a weight on the shoulders and that too, because, you know, there's so many people you don't want to let down. You do want to give them that experience that, you, mm-hmm. that I've had, I suppose. Yeah, yeah you, you sort of feel partly like that issue, you're facilitating that experience and uh, all that training and everything that they do and the people that they meet along the way. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, yeah, that's my role. And I look at all the things that I loved about the event and I, I sort of said, well, I want to give all those people that have entered that opportunity. And like you say, the, the journey to the race and meeting all those great people and getting out and um, having those experiences over Goat Pass and Waimaka area and when you're training and during the event, you know, like, I want to, yeah. Yeah, it's my responsibility to give people that opportunity to go, go and experience that. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, so what do you do, enjoy about your role, Glenn? Uh, what's the most enjoyable, uh, probably the most enjoyable part would be for me still getting out on the course and checking the course out for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I was over Goat Pass last week and, you know, it was a stunning day and I was like, oh, this is a pretty good job. But, um, again, it's probably, it's actually very similar to that training for the race. It's like the people I get to deal with, um, the people I get to deal with is great. Um, I've got a really cool crew that I work with and we all get on really well and, um, I enjoy that. Uh, and then obviously, um, just in the past couple of weeks, actually what I've really enjoyed, and I've probably spent a bit too much time searching through social media and seeing everyone out on the course and just loving, you know, and, and I've had a real, you know, getting a really good buzz from seeing everyone actually enjoying the experience that is, um, training for the coast to coast. And then, and then the highlight for me is on that finish line and, and seeing people tick their goals, I suppose. And then, I mean, the inbox gets flooded with emails the month after the event and, you know, the positive feedback. So it's a pretty good buzz as well, knowing yeah. that people had a, had a great time. Yeah, you're not a rubber Jenkins. You don't wear the big loud shirt, but uh, do you hang out in the finish line? Uh, is that sort of what your job is or do you sort of get your lazy <laughs> because you've got uh, lots of things going in the background these days? What happens there? Yeah, I don't quite get there for the first um, of the two days finishing, but I'll def- yeah, definitely be there for um, a fair portion of it. Uh, yeah. we're, we're fortunate enough to have Steve Gurney, who's got... Um, quite a loud personality on that finish line and he's very passionate <laughs> about the event too. So he, he'll be there to greet everyone as they cross the finish line and yep. I'll hang in the background and um, give a few congratulations, et cetera, too. Yep. So yeah, I, I probably, I'll probably prefer to sit in the background a little bit if I can, but um, yeah, I'll definitely be there on that finish line because it's, it's a cool place to be and be able to take it all in, I suppose. Fantastic. So your job is partly actually going back to the course thing is actually, so you map out, so that's a bit of a change that's happened in the last few years, actually uh, map out a bit of a course on the mountain run. So it's not completely blank like it is when people are training at the moment. There's a few arrows and things like that to follow. Yeah, so we do mark the course. Um, the course is probably, actually since I raced, has been really well marked in terms of dock markers since yep. it became part of the TRO route. So it's actually not too difficult, too difficult job because really we're just linking those orange arrows up. So yep. it's a, yeah, I suppose it's a very small portion of my job, but it is part of my job is to go out and map that course prior to the event. So there will be core flute arrows through the run for people to follow. Um, as I always say, it's not necessarily the fastest route, but um, potentially the smoothest route for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Good, so, and you take off out of the office uh, like a couple of days prior to race day. So the old, uh, the back end office staff go, oh my God, Glenn's left. And you just go and chill out in the mountains for a couple of days. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, um, <laughs> my staff usually don't enjoy that part, but I'll whip over there on this Sunday before the event. And uh, I, actually, I actually quite enjoy staying and go past hard on that Sunday night and then be out by lunchtime the next day with them um, finish marking the event. Just it's quite a nice time to have some time out, but usually yeah. I return to the phone in the inbox and yeah, yeah, missed a number of calls and a number of emails, but that's all right. Play quick yeah. catch up. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, any need to knows for the race this year? Uh, in terms of Greymouth? Uh, so just a, yeah, so obviously just a couple. Um, so we have moved registration to Greymouth this year. Um, they're looking forward to hosting us. So that's at the Westland Event Centre. Mm-hmm. Um, the period that you can register there, we have increased. So the registration process is actually starting a lot earlier. Yeah. And then, um, but it is also finishing earlier too. So we yeah. hope to have that wrapped up by five. Yeah. So um, if you are floating around, come in and register early at the Event Centre there. Mm-hmm. And then just two-day briefing is at um, four o'clock on that uh, Thursday yep. and then the longest day briefing is at 4.30 and yep. then there is an um, athlete panel, elite athlete panel down at the Monteith Spa there in Greymouth. So that's yep. one. Another change that we have added this year is for those people that have done the event before um, for the two-day event is the opportunity to have some of their compulsory gear for the kayak checked at Klondike Corner on the Saturday. So if you go to the Razdex tent on that Saturday between um, 1 p.m. and 6 p.m., you can have a number of your items checked off then so that you don't have to do it the following morning and hopefully it'll make that following morning a lot faster and smoother. So, yep, we sort of, um, if all the two days can get there, that, that, that year that's available to be checked on that Saturday, we suspect it'll make that process a lot smoother on the, um, on the Saturday if they've got it checked on the Friday. Yeah, good. And if there isn't anything quite right, like there's something that's not quite right, you do have an opportunity to scrounge some gear and get yourself sorted. And that's always been an issue sort of uh, at five o'clock in the morning for support crew in the dark trying to go, oh no, we haven't got the gear that we need, but you've actually got a moment to be able to do that too, which helps. Yeah, that, that's correct. And if you're unsure about some of your gear, like your PFD, et cetera, it gives you an opportunity to get that checked on that Thursday rather yep. than, uh, on that Friday rather than being called out on the Saturday. So yeah, by all means, bring that gear to be checked as well. But yeah, hopefully you can have that all ticked off prior to the morning so that there's no panic down there at, um, in the dark at uh, Mount White. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so a, couple of, a couple of good changes. And I guess that's part of your role as the um, race director is just to continue to innovate. That's, that's an innovative race um, uh, to continue to change and, and update it and make it a better experience for the competitors and support crew. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, the race is like, I mean, we, the race will, you know, we, we'll never, the race will never change. I mean, that, the, the goat pass and the Waimaka area, the highlights of that entire race. And yeah. uh, we won't, you know, but we, what we're trying to do is just always make a better experience for those competitors. And we sort of see that being around the um, processes that we've got in place to try to make it smoother and the support crew, because um, the support crew isn't as much about the event as the races themselves. So, yep, that's what we're always just trying to make it a little bit easier, I suppose. Good. And I guess the underlining the need to know is actually read your handbook, read your handbook, read your handbook, read your handbook. There's lots yeah, of yeah, stuff we, in there. Read your handbook. Yeah, we call, them handbook. The bi- we call them the Bible and, and we realise that they are really big and there's a lot of information in there. But per, we, we, we're fairly confident that most of, most of the um, items that people need to know are in those handbooks. So, yes. yeah, get your, force your support crew to read them and, um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of good information in there. So if, you, if you've yeah. got any questions, go to those first because generally it's in there. Yep, 100%. And the elite race this year, it's always interesting to, to see what, who's doing what, what's doing who, and, and how that's shaping up. What are your thoughts on that this year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super excited about the elite. Always excited about the elite race. Um, 
I mean, it is a re- it's one of the reasons why the event is so special because it's not quite like um, an Ironman, I suppose, where you go and your waves and the elites go and then you've got your age groupers, et cetera. Everyone's just intermingling together. So yeah. you're standing on the um, start like potentially with some of those superstars, you know. So it's pretty cool yeah. like that, yeah. um, multi-sport. So um, I think we've probably in the, in the women's race, I mean, Simone Myers probably um, definitely, I'd say, the favourite last year's winner this year. Yes. Alina Usher is turning up for a 15th race. And um, I right? just hats, awesome. yeah, I'm just hats off to Alina. I mean, she's just, she, I, I think she's had a really busy year with their new business. And she just, she's just turning up because she's just so passionate about the event and she just enjoys the adventure. So she's, um, she'll be competitive, but I think she, her mindset's probably a little bit different to five years ago where she was turning up to win it. She's turning up to, she now turns up just to have a really good race. And yeah, I'm, I, I really respect her for that and the fact yeah. that she just enjoys it and wants to come out and, um, yeah, but like she knows that course so well, so she'll definitely yeah, be up there. She's got the skills. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, M- and... yeah, that's right. Emily Wilson, um, yeah, she's an awesome, awesome person and, you know, she's, She's wanted to give it a really good focus this year, and I think she has. So she'll have a great race. Um, yeah. And then there's a long list: Corinne O'Donnell from the North Island, um, Elsa Rollinson. We've got um, a couple of internationals that are coming over to experience it. So it'll be yes. it'll be a great great race again. And and then the men's is um, I think that's going to be a cracker this year. I'd argue that um, probably the two best guys in um, multi sport currently are on the start line. So that's Sam Clark and Dougal Allen, both previous winners. Yep. And, yep. Uh, well, they're yeah. interesting, aren't they? Because they're, they're both in the, in the like Dougal won last year, and then Sam won, won the year before. So it's it's pretty cool that they're actually going to head to head to figure out who's the best. Yeah, well, yeah, I think it is, and um, you know, like I think it'll just be on the day, Jobby. Really, who seems yeah. to, yep. you know, who can actually fire on that day? And multisport's a little bit like that, you know. So that's what it's going to come down to: who's feeling best on on that um on that Saturday. So that'll be that'll be a cracker of a race. And there's definitely some guys there that are in the background that can upset them if those boys fail. So Bobby yep. Dean from the North Island. Yes. Um, Ryan Kizanowski from Christchurch. Who's, yeah, he does know, well. he, he's got He's got some, um, a great athletic background. So he'll be um, right up there too. So it, it'll be a pretty awesome men's race. But I think that one too, um, I would imagine will be Dougal and Sam. And that, that will be, uh, yeah, that'll be an impressive, impressive sight to see. I think those two yep. racing head to head. Yeah, good stuff. That's awesome. Perfect. Uh, fantastic. Great to be able to catch up with you, Glenn. Thanks for your insights. Thanks for all your hard work. I guess the hard work just it keeps ramping up and keeps ramping, ramping up as we get closer and closer. Obviously, organised and ready to roll, but um, it gets more exciting from here on in, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And we, we, we are excited. So it's a busy couple of weeks. But um, like I said earlier, it is, you know, when I reflect on it, it's a real privilege to be able to... Um, yeah, actually, actually be able to put on this opportunity. So I hope everyone enjoys your training for the last two weeks and we, we look forward to seeing you in Greymouth. And um, yeah, enjoy. Here's to having some good weather. Good job. Well done, Glenn. Keep up the good yeah. work. Love it, Rich. Love it. Glenn Curry, um, you know, without race directors, we can't have races, but one of the key important roles of his is driving inspiration and driving the event, but inspiring people to want to do the event by putting on the big show. Yes. Uh, Glenn, for me, uh, was probably why I'm standing here yes, along yes. the way uh, from his time way back uh, when we used to support him. 
um, and that's how I started to pick up my running shoes and, and bike legs and all those sort of that's things. That's right, and your story about getting fit and healthy and all that sort of stuff from him accidentally hearing a little bit louder than you, oh, I reckon I can do that. Yeah, yeah, pretty pretty <laughs> much. You know, that was all derived around standing at the finish line watching the man himself, that's Glenn, right. come in. And that's what Glenn talks about as well. It is about that whole vibe, the inspiration, that like, and he's pretty thankful to be part of that and having having the opportunity to actually deliver that race and uh, create that team atmosphere culture within the the officials and the um, his people on his team and the volunteers and all that sort of stuff to bring all that together to make this massive race from one side of the country to the other logistics are just crazy and, and I love uh, hearing uh, Glenn's picks for the <laughs> yeah. for the for the weekend or day yes. um, myself I got a dollar on Sam Manson. Uh, he's not even racing this year. Oh, but <laughs> oh, but you know, he's in the he's, he's a, a two-person uh, correct, team. Yes, correct, right? correct. Okay. And it's I can't go past the Mo. So, uh, although I might have seen on social media that it, the Mo might have been missing, and that disappoints me, Sam, if you're listening. <laughs> uh, yeah, good stuff. Um, if you had a dark horse, if you had a far left dark horse, where would you go with that? Yeah, well, I've got uh, Holly Weston. I'm going to have a, for a longest day. Women's first time up. She's going to. I reckon she's uh, going to be knocking on the door. Pretty. Competitive, so um, we've just been riding with her tonight, actually. So uh, she'll be interesting. But I think you've also, I mean, can you go for? Can you pick a, someone in the classics category? Is that part of? It? Oh I... well, again, we're we're we've got the people at the pointy end of the field. We've got the everyday weekend warrior. We've got you know the elder statesman of the <laughs> of the field. We've got everything here at this That's Kathmandu right. coast to coast, and they can still like they're, they're, they're racing for their race as well, and that's the racing to get first there. I'm going to go John Leith. Uh, 15 years, first time longest day. 15 years ago that he did the race last, and um, actually it might be 20. I'm not sure. John can correct me on this one, but he uh, going to do the longest day for the first time. So uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that's might, massive. Might be, might be worth, a, worth a, a little dollar for a place, possibly. Correct. Yeah, correct. Good correct, fun. Correct. So, yep. That's uh, you know, again without uh, the voluntary people, the. You know, the people putting their time in, like Glenn is, and all his support team and things, this event can't happen for all of the thousands of people that'll be lining up. Yep. No, so thumbs up to Glenn. Good job. So what's next? Well, next, we're going to go uh, drop ourselves into the water, yes. and uh, you're going to give me the latest rundown on how we get down yeah, this river. Absolutely. Shall we get into that? Let's roll. Jumping back into the race, Rich, we've uh, just got in our boat, our support crew are sending us off, yep, giving hopefully. us that last kick. Yeah, hopefully they gave us a bit of a shove to get us started. We need every help that we can get. And depending on uh, where my expertise level is, yep. I'm, I'm preparing myself for four or six hours or somewhere in between. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so hopefully you've gone for a stable boat that you can confident in and you can just focus on paddling hard and reading the river well and managing your energy and nutrition and all that sort of stuff as you go as well. So I've got to be honest to you, it's been a long time since I've been down the river. Um, so I need your guidance here. You can be yep. kayak guide here today, Richard. Yeah, so it, I mean, first of all, it's a really nice place to be. Uh, depending on what the water's doing, the weekend it was super clear and, and just pristine, which is really nice. But the other thing with, uh, I think, at the top section, you've got to pick the braids. Uh, I think the key rule with any braid choice is where's the most water flowing? And because it peels off and it will branch out in a number of different channels, uh, if you take that risky braid that's a bit shallow, then it gets shallower and shallower. So um, number one is go where the most water's flowing and the deepest bit, and then you'll probably get the right way. So that sounds... Uh 
sort of logical. You need water under the boat <laughs> yeah. to stay afloat yes. and uh, keep moving forward. Yes, yeah, 100%. And generally, it's the fastest way as well because the water, deeper water will flow faster. You won't get that bottom suck in your kayak so much, so you'll be able to actually travel faster as well. And I have seen it before, people taking the shortcut across the shallow and then or take people the taking the long out, which looks like the long outside, but with the yeah. current of the river, uh, it always turns out to be quicker. Yes, exactly. It's frustrating when you take the inside line and then like, ah, <laughs> stuck to the bottom. Yeah, absolutely. All right, what else we got? What, what, yeah, there must so be a I few guess, key features yeah, in there. Yeah, so key features, I guess you get down, pick some braids, etc. and the first real feature on the river is the rock gardens. So there's one, two, three, four uh, rock gardens. Generally, it depends on how the river's flowing, I guess, depending on how, especially in the rock gardens, on what sort of, how they're flowing and what features. In the weekend, the number two rock garden was the most interesting one. I think uh, a few other trips, other people, there's a, a few swims around that area, which is, I mean, it's a hot day, so that was okay, wasn't it? But, uh, um, yeah, number one is... Uh, just uh, pick your pick your line and commit to it. I think whatever you do, decide where you're going to go and actually paddle hard at that. So just quickly, are they easier with flow or without water? Oh, I think they're just different, actually. Like different flows are, means it's different. So on the weekend it'll be one way, and then next weekend will be completely yeah. different. So yeah, um, yeah, I, it, it, yeah it's, play it as you see it. Yeah, play it as you see it. Absolutely. So get the skills, and as I was saying, commit to your line. It's when you're second guess and like, oh, that person looks like they're in a better place, and then you go that way, and then you get halfway stuck in the middle, and then you end up uh, getting into trouble. Right, and the next piece, uh, there's been over the years some great footage come out of this section through the Hamilton Rapids, yes. again depending on the water flow and things, but uh, some some interesting times in there. Yeah, there's always a photographer there as well, to catching you in the middle of that wave train or wherever you're at. Yeah, so there's lots of different uh, little bits to it, but um, yeah, the Hamilton Rapids is always a bit of a winner, and I've definitely always want to be on my on my game as I'm paddling down there. It's relatively straightforward, it's just a matter of getting getting a line, and you don't have to go straight through the middle of those great big wave trains, just slightly to the side of them, and just continue paddling. You don't want to be too far to the side, because otherwise you're swirled back in a bit of an eddy on the other side. Yeah, I was just going to say that continuing paddling is actually really important, isn't it? To just keep paddling your way through and keep moving at the minute that the water catches up with you yep. uh, you're yep. in trouble you've got no speed that whole deer in the headlights are oh my gosh so um, every paddle so every time you put your paddle in the water it's effectively a brace stroke so you actually got almost like thinking about like a crutch so you actually got an extra point of contact to help you keep you upright right and so through there Yep. What comes next? Oh, I guess uh, through the whole gorge section, it's really nice. There's bits of the, the river narrows down really narrow. Um, but the, I guess the other key feature of the gorge is the bluff corners. So the whole river flows straight ahead and then all of a sudden turns directly to the left or to the right. So they're probably a key feature. And, and getting an idea um, of how to run those is really important. Like the guys that do guided trips do a great job of that and really help to teach you that. Yep. But um, being confident with that and taking a line that sort of uh, basically my key thing is actually aim towards the exit and if you're doing that that's where the water's flowing if you aim in the calm water on the side that's a big eddy that goes backwards and you'll be struggling to get through as your boat's pointing back up the other other way and i know when you do you know we talk about maybe it's going to take five hours or something down there and and some things you do five hours goes past quite quickly yes. um Often, especially if the water's not flowing very well and you've got that headwind coming at you and all those things, five hours in a boat's a long, long time. And yes. so trying to stay mentally in the game, yes. uh, using some landmarks to pick off some time you know, time to the end type sort of thing. Yeah, I think that definitely helps. So when, if you know where you are, it obviously helps to pace yourself as well. So that's a good indication of that. Um, yeah, so I think it's just a matter of 
just keep chipping away keep doing what you can uh make sure you've got a good song in the head in your head make sure it's not a, a um something that's going to annoy you because you're in your own head for like five yeah. hours uh, so that's important and sometimes i've found myself actually kind of yelling at myself to concentrate as you're coming up to key features to actually make sure you're on your game and actually paddle hard and get through there all of a sudden if you don't you're up oh, i'm upside down because i wasn't actually concentrating and that's where a lot of people come unstuck it's not actually the rapids it's in the flat bits where a bit of a boil comes up and then whoop, i'm underneath so that's important as well so i know that, that we used to use a key indicator of woodstock as a bit yes. of a time gap because uh, woodstock uh to the bridge was always a section we used to paddle a lot yes um so about you know what are you talking 15 k's yeah. an hour or something from woodstock yeah to there? that's right so it's 15 k's to the finish line about depending on which way the river flows uh there's also a timing point there as well so you'll see if see a few people so it's pretty exciting to to roll across that and then you can kind of see where you've got to get to and then depending on where the braided section of the river you're wiggling backwards and forwards down down towards there i guess the key bit of that um bottom section especially is trees trees are dangerous uh the guys uh safety crew will direct you away from the key areas if there are any dangers there but that's just something i think also to be aware of and then obviously you've got the the finish line so you can see the pylons coming down and uh, which denotes the the gorge bridge which is the end of the kayak stage so generally uh, that will never be able to happen fast enough for anybody <laughs> but don't be caught out because just before the finish line there's actually a a key little piece or a, or a, or a little piece yeah. that can catch you out when you've got that hole i can see the finish line oh, i'm all done time yes. i can relax now there's actually a piece to go yeah so there's a good little bluff corner there and actually for me on the weekend that was as interesting as the whole river like that was quite the quite 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 uh, interesting to sort of paddle which was cool i have heard stories i was talking to a guy today who actually fell out of that but and all their stuff in their boat fell out as well as they drifted past the finish line <laughs> i have i remember i can remember arriving there and seeing like two or three boats upside and you can't say no I've and, paddled the whole lot dry I'm, 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 but no one's going to believe that I've also actually seen as you come round there and you, you go under the bridge and you've got to pull to the right yes um, I've seen a few people that have been a little bit far out to the left yes. and haven't actually been able to get the boat back across fast oh, enough. So I've gone a bit far down the yeah, river correct. doing some extra correct. distance. Correct, so you do it. need to make sure you <laughs> got your bearings in the right place there. <laughs> yeah, good job. So uh, fantastic stage. Obviously, get yourself out of the boat. The guys will help you with that. It's all pretty, like feeling pretty old. Your, your bum's sore and then it's up to the transition and away. Now, in my day, we had our support crew lifter out, lift yep. us out. Is that still the go, or is there some people there that actually help the you? The guys get out do now? a good job. There's some big burly dudes that basically help you rip you out of your boat effectively, and then um, then you put me on my legs and I can't <laughs> stand on. <laughs> yeah. And they'll help put your boat to the side, which the support crew can come back and get once I've got you on your bike and away. Excellent. Now, while we're just here, I just want to take a bit of a shout out uh, to the river safety crews that are yes. out there all day, yep. so that if you do tip out of your boat or you do break one in half or yep. have something like that, there are some safety crews uh, on the water all day long yep. uh, making sure that you're all safe and get back get back okay. 100% so they're out there the whole day dawn till dusk uh, just helping us make sure that everybody has a good day and looking after people as best as they can yep. all right so that's it so we've pulled in we've uh, been launched out of our out of our boat we've hopefully our legs aren't numb and yes. we're, we're actually able to stand on them uh, rolling into our final transition. Yes. Um, what are we thinking about there? Yeah, well, it's just a matter of getting your gear off, getting moving, just keep moving forward, whatever you do, and then sort of that's a really steep hill up to your bike. So um, support crew with you, just get yourself up to your bike and uh, just get yourself transitioned. Can I be taking my life jacket and things off as yeah, I'm going you can. up there? Yep, absolutely. That's a good idea to do that. And then uh, get yourself to your bike and, uh, and, and sort of reassess, and then you're on your bike. 
All right. Well, we'll talk about that last bike line in the next episode. Yep. So until then, uh, happy training. Yep. Good job. Richard, this next little segment, uh, really appreciate uh, the support from Kathmandu, the, the primary sponsor of, of uh, the Coast to Coast. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, they have uh, kindly offered up a piece of gear, a yep. backpack, yep. that uh, nor me or you have uh, have taken aboard <laughs> no, as much as we would have liked <laughs> so to. We like the free piece of kit. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, they've given us a running vest and uh, as a chance to get dirty, give us some honest feedback on what you think about it. And it's a really awesome piece of kit. So uh, we've given it to Laura. Go for a run, get it dirty, and see what she thinks. And you caught up with a post uh, getting it dirty. Yes, a good couple of hours up and around the hills. What did you think? Right, oh, so let's let's uh, take this opportunity. Thank you very much, Kathmandu. Let's hear what this is about because if you haven't got one yet, there is still time to get one for That's the big right. day. Yeah, absolutely. And the guys there are awesome. They'll help you out, make sure that the, 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 the sizing's right. I think that's the key part. So, And Laura talks about that as well. So let's jump straight into Laura. Hi guys, it's Richard Greer here. We're here with Laura Paddy. Laura is uh, a coast-to-coast -coast athlete times two, so a uh, two-day individual you've done, and then also got out and uh, finished really well in the longest day as well, haven't you? Yep, yep, so that was two years, 2016, 2017. Yeah, cool. Took it on, yeah. Yeah, good stuff. And uh, we've just been for a run, and uh, part of that run, we've given you over the last uh, month or so the flash new Kathmandu running vest to go out and thrash and uh, have a bit of a play with. How have you found it? Yeah, good. Yeah, no, it has been really good. Um, never say no to trialling a new vest. <laughs> yes. um, so, so what is it again? It's the Zeolite. The Zeolite 12. Yep, yep. perfect. Yep, um, that one. So the uh, overall is super lightweight um, and, and yeah, nice fabric and quick drying fabric. Um, I've really enjoyed all the pockets, so where you put your food. When I first thought that maybe um, there wasn't going to be enough place for easy access food, but um, it's actually fine. The pouches in the front are quite big. Yeah, yeah. And right. so, yeah, when I did a... Uh, four or five hour run is more than enough you don't have to store yep. anything in the back um, yep. so it's been absolutely fine you've got your two nice water, water bottle holders um, in the front with soft flasks so that's been really easy um, you've got your whistle for your safety parts all part of it um, and I really enjoyed in my last pack it's sort of a weird separation between bladder and where you can put your gear, whereas this one's a really easy top loading. Um, that's probably one of the things I've found the easiest to do is getting the bladder in and out nice. um, from that side of it. Um, and then there's a really nice little pocket where you can put your key and you've got a clip and you won't lose it. Um, <laughs> so have you used yeah, that? Yeah, I have used that. <laughs> yeah. And apart from today, which I didn't, uh, you can uh, easy stuff like your woolly hat or your gloves. It's a really easy, quick access spot instead of trying to search through all your bag yeah nice um, so you went over yeah. goat pass uh what last tuesday didn't yes, you and yeah, uh yeah. it was quite a bit of water in the river you yeah there's a lot uh, of water in the river <laughs> yeah <laughs> you yeah. got yourself through it yeah. one piece yeah. which is impressive so yeah. how did the how did the pack go in those conditions because uh, that's probably one of the things with Kathmandu that i've done this is probably yeah. their key piece of equipment that they've really designed and and really good for race day. Yeah, so yeah, how yeah. How did you find it? Yeah, fine. Yeah, no, it's been really good. Um, and yeah, but I haven't had any rubbing anywhere or anything like that wearing yeah, nice. it. So um, from that side of it, there's um, it's handled it just fine. 
Yeah, nice. Yeah. And those soft flasks, what did you use in terms of uh, drinking and with the river crossings and things? Yeah, so what I mostly do um, would just be to have one cup in one and a bottle in another. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, you just fill it up as you as you need if you want to mix electrolytes in your water bottle. And then yep. you've got your cup if you just want to drink straight water. Yeah, and do you um, use the soft flasks as you were running yeah, across the pass? Yeah, we did. Yep. Yeah, and it was fine. Yeah, you yeah, just hold, yeah, hold them and they just scoop on in and, yeah. and go. I quite like the way they collapse when you run and you're not left with a big bottle. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, and But yeah, then you've fine. also got the, you would use a cup as well just as yeah. a other option too, yeah just as you yeah need it. i like water yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah i do yeah mm-hmm. um from that point of view the other thing that i have which i do find super fun because often the one thing you want to grab when you're running is just your rain jacket yeah um as your first sort of line of things are out and that's usually all you need and there's another whole so instead of i usually have to scramble in my bag and find that um because like, like, you've just because you've, you've stuffed it in the top yeah, pocket it's all or something. In there, trying yeah. to decide what you might need first. So they've got a whole separate pocket in here. And yeah, so I put um, my rain jacket in there, and you can just pull it in and out, and it's really easy to stuff in, really quick. Right. Um, so I've done um, a ticket for another race I did, and I found yep. that really easy. And then all your other clothes are in the other main pocket. So, yeah, it's you're not having to search for stuff. I found that quite yeah, good. simple. Yeah, so it's got its own, own little, you've just got to remember it's there. You've just got to remember it's there, yeah, pretty <laughs> much, yeah. It just it hides down oh, the no, bottom there. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, um, great, So, yes, yeah, so I found that because I can be a faffer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can faff around in my pack. So yeah. I found that really easy. Um, and yeah. sizing, because it's not one size fits all either with these things. No, they do fit so big, we found. It's not like the old days where you have a... Have a um, uh, a backpack and you put it on and do the straps up basically yeah. there's different sizes for everybody isn't it yep yep definitely so usually in other packs I've gone for like if they say extra small 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 medium I've gone for the small medium um, but this one it fits bigger so you definitely want to go a size down from whatever you usually are right okay um, and I did yeah so I would recommend that would be the main thing yep, yep. nice and it clips yep. together and easy to <laughs> clips together um, you've got ways if you want to play around how the weather straps sit across your front um, so I have played around with those a bit um, to, so that there's no rubbing or, put, or pushing on anything you don't yep. want it to so yep they, they can all be adjusted um, lots of adjustment in the front and on the side yeah, so even on the extra small small I'm still on the most. Yep, nice. Yeah, so, but, um, yep. coast to coast, you've done the longest day, you've yep. been at the pointy end of the field, uh, in the top 10, yep. and yep. then also the two day. What are your sort of couple of key tips from your perspective, um, thinking back to last couple of years of doing the race? Yeah, I just find it one great adventure. So, yep. um, I love the fact the race starts from one side, and just the whole day is just the whole point is to get your bum over to the other side so um, <laughs> yeah from that side of it I love trail running I love that run and yep. I have a lot of fun on the run yep. um, one bit of advice that was given to me was there will always be a point that you find hard or there will, and there will always be something in the day that will go wrong yes. um, so when it comes just go cool that's come that's gone and then just move on from it yeah yeah and just keep going and put that smile on your face you run yeah. faster yeah, good. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so have some yeah. fun doing it yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it's beautiful stuff. talk to people everyone's in a really good mood I love the social side of it yeah. It's yeah it's great you don't get too social do you Laura oh a little bit <laughs> 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 I always end up talking to someone for about half an hour somewhere so yeah, yeah. they probably don't want me to but I do yeah good stuff <laughs> No, that's fantastic. Cool. Oh, I'm pleased that you've gone and got that uh, the zeolite running vest dirty, mm, yeah. mixed it up, um, and uh, pleased it's working well for you. Good job. Yeah. No, it's been, yeah, all well, the storage side of it, and it's been functional. It's easy to get your bottles in and out. Um, it's all been great. Yep. yep. Good stuff. Well done. Yeah. Oh, all the best for your next adventure, and um, looking forward to trying to keep up with you on our next run. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Richard. Right. Cheers.
Well, that's it, Rich. We've come to the end of another fine episode of the Katmandu Coast to Coast. Yeah, good to hang out with you, Angus. Oh, look, it always is good to hang out with me, Richard. Uh, <laughs> it certainly is. I tell you, though, um, I'm getting quite excited about the big day, the big dance. It's getting closer. Uh, yep. You know, being involved with you through this podcast and through Team CP um, in a whole, I'm really excited to see, you know, some of the Team CP athletes uh, come across that line and complete their dream because to some of them it really is a you know it's the dream goal absolutely and we've watched them come from uh some of them roll up on your doorstep uh as green as a a granny smith apple that's right and uh, man have they bloomed and blossomed isn't it so good like just uh just the growth uh from the adventures and the things that they do but the health and the lifestyle and all that stuff that they have to get into place so i had a count up the other day we've got 75 people competing across the board so which is massive and uh it's basically chris Christmas for multi sporters this time. <laughs> so, so we're going to have a. I'm gonna, it's going to be an awesome weekend. Uh, I might even try and twist your arm to get down to the finish line, maybe to hang oh, out there. Which I'll be might, there, mate. Yeah, I'll be exactly. There for you. So that um, that will be good. Maybe maybe it might be 2021, possibly. Sign up Monday, I think they call it. You never know. You you're not actually. talking to me, are you? I don't think you're talking <laughs> yeah, to me. So you never know. So um, that's just going to be awesome to be able to uh, cheer all those people across the line and uh, just have a have a have an awesome time celebrating that success. Lots of yeah. high fives. And I, and I think yourself and your group of coaches and uh, everything that Team CPS can be really, really proud of uh, all the moments that are about to come unfold. That's right. There's, there's going to be some stories. There's going to be a few war stories. That's, which is, uh, <laughs> There'll be tears. <laughs> there probably will be a few of those, but but uh, hopefully there's a, there will be a whole bunch of success and we'll be able to celebrate that as well. All right. Well, look, Rich, I look forward to sharing the booth with you again yes. uh, very shortly for the next episode. But until then, keep training, keep happy, spread the awesomeness. High five, buddy. Good job. Thanks.